Hey everyone, Pastor Johnny here with Destiny Church. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hop on into the DC Enthrone podcast and take a listen. We truly appreciate that. Uh, as always, it's an honor to be able to sit here with you and just uh, share revelation, or as we call it around here, share some nugs. It's nugget time, ladies and gentlemen. No, but um, we love you guys so much. Um, very thankful to all the listeners we have and even those that hear this through shares. Uh, you know, we pray over this thing. We think it's a, a, a great tool uh, for evangelism as well as just disciples. So let's jump right into this. Um, I've been absolutely amazed at all God has been doing. And I know that if you're in a local church in your area, I'm sure God is moving mightily. Uh, Quick testimony this past Sunday, we had an individual that came to church. Um, Well, let me back up for a second. So one of the prayers that we pray about uh, for our city is that individuals would be awakened to the call of God in their life and really just awakened to like Jesus, just who he is and, and just what he accomplished on the cross and what he's calling them into, you know, just really kind of um, co-laboring with that prophetic word that we see that, that, you know, God is calling his people, you know, that he chooses us, we don't choose him. So anyway, just kind of been praying that over our city. Well, Sunday morning, there was an answer to that. There was some fruit from it. There was an individual that came. Uh, never met him before, first-time visitor, um, and he was actually brought uh, by his mom, who was also a first-time visitor. Never met her either. It was really cool. Anyway, after service, man, well, this guy all throughout service, he's he's at the altar. He's crying out. It's so absolutely amazing. Um, he ends up giving his heart to Jesus at the end of service. Very beautiful moment. Guy surrenders. He's broken. God gave him some awesome words of knowledge. It was just, it was really neat. Like God showed how personal he was with this individual. Afterwards, he's super excited and he starts sharing his testimony and he starts sharing what God's been doing, you know, wooing him, if you will, over the past few days. So he tells me that because of church hurts, he hasn't been to church in years. He said he has not been to church in years. And so, um, what we end up doing is he ends up just kind of sharing a little bit more uh, about, you know, everything that, that he remembers from church and the prophetic words and things like that that he never thought could be true. And anyway, he had been battling this mindset. Well, some of the words of knowledge that I was able to pray over him and speak over him were those very personal, like only God knows type of words. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? You get in that place where the flow's there and, and God just shows how personal he is. So anyway, he had said, he said, you know what, Pastor John, he said, I woke up this morning um, with just, I wanted to go to church. I haven't had that feeling in years and I just wanted to go. And it just so happened that his mom woke up as well and said, Hey, let's go try out Destiny Church. And uh, so they came and just got wrecked. Of, you know, his heart was, was poured out for them and uh, he ended up giving his heart to Jesus. It was a beautiful moment. God restored him, uh, brought deliverance and healing to his body, healing to his heart as well. Uh, and it was just, it was an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, that was what was so amazing is that we had been praying for an awakening in in the people uh, in our city to be awakened to Jesus. And this guy literally woke up and he was uh, awakened by uh, a longing to go and meet with Jesus at church. So it was a beautiful thing. So uh, I shared that on my Facebook page the other day, but I want to share it again in hopes that it encourages you and stirs you up. But uh, let me run through some nuggets real quick that I have. uh, And this is just a quick discipleship moment. But, um, you know, Romans 3, uh, 22 says, we're made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So the Bible tells us point blank that we're made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, right? We are made righteous in the sight of God by our faith in Jesus. It says this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So I want to really preface what what I'm going to hit on this discipleship moment because it really stems off of what um, I spoke with this individual about on Sunday. 
And it was about him just feeling unworthy, about him feeling like, you know, he wasn't enough, uh, about him feeling like, oh, I've done too much bad stuff for God. You know, some of those things that we kind of hear in church, uh, we've all battled with those struggles before of not feeling good enough and not feeling like, you know, no matter what, you know, the Lord calls us to, we're never going to amount to it. Uh, And so he was having an issue with being right in God's sight because of his own works. And so it was absolutely amazing that this was broken off, but we can see here scripturally speaking that we're made right by our faith in Jesus. Uh, Romans 3, 23 and 24 goes on to say, for everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standards. Now think about this. When Christ died upon the cross, he restored fallen glory so that we as man could walk in that glory once again. And so that was a beautiful thing about it. So verse 24 says, yet God with undeserved kindness, he declared that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of sin. See, I think that we have to learn to cultivate a mindset that we're placed in right standing with God. And I believe that when we put our faith in Jesus, we get to truly understand more and more of the finished work of the cross. And I think that's what we battle with sometimes is like, we don't fully see the finished work of the cross. And so we always feel like we have to be in this like repetitive repentance mode instead of truly understanding that, hey, Christ paid it all, right? The surrendered heart into God, it produces a mindset that's not dwelling on past mistakes. It's not dwelling on failures. And that's where the enemy wants to keep you. He wants to keep you in this this, this carnal mindset where it's like day in and day out, all you're thinking about is mistakes, faults, failures. And it's like, man, even if you gave your heart to Jesus, that mindset that's not renewed, it's just continually stuck in the past, stuck on the faults, stuck on the failures, and you never truly grasp the finished work of the cross. And that's kind of what we talked about a moment ago, right? Everyone sins and falls short of the God's glorious standards. But remember, Christ died on the cross and he restored that fallen glory. So now we as men, we can now walk in that glory once again. We can now walk in that relationship again. Um, Condemnation is something that's huge that I think stems from that mindset of not feeling worthy, that mindset that says, I'm a failure, I'm always going to screw up, because Satan wants you to be in that place, because that mindset breeds depression, hurt, pain, um, you know, it even gives life-ending thoughts. I know for myself, before I came to Jesus, I had a lot of suicidal thoughts, um, just because I battled depression, I battled heartache, I didn't know who I was, and I was living in condemnation for all my actions, and I was like, there's just no way anybody could love me. Um, so condemnation, it comes from the enemy and it's, it's really meant to just tear you down. Um, it always continually points out what, like what a failure you are, what a mistake you are, how badly you've messed up. It always shows the problem, uh, but avoids the solution. And that's condemnation to me in a nutshell, that the enemy is always pointing his finger. In fact, I've even heard that, that, that a lie from the enemy that they even believe that Jesus is the one pointing the finger. You know what I mean? Like he's holding our sin or our mistakes or our past failures over us. The, the, the mistakes, the stuff that we've repented from, right? Because we've turned our mind towards those things. It's one thing to repent and say, okay, God, forgive me. But this continual mindset of doing it over and over and over again. And then it's a whole nother thing to truly repent to God, bear fruits of that repentance and change your mindset to it. And a lot of believers are in a place where like, you know, obviously they don't want to go to alcohol. They don't want to go to um, drug addiction or porn addiction. They don't want to go back to, you know, abusive behavior and things like that. And so what happens is, is they start to get into this mindset as like, you know, 
Jesus is holding my sin over me. And, and that's such a lie. That is a lie from the enemy because, again, that's condemnation. Condemnation is always showing you the problem, and it avoids the solution. Jesus is the solution. We say, you know, Jesus is perfect theology. Uh, one thing that I like to tell people is rather than pointing out their sin, I want to point them to a Savior who will remove that sin, right, who died on a cross to fully eradicate that type of sin. And so... Um, just know that condemnation is from the enemy. He's always going to try to keep you beat down. He's going to try to lie to you and tell you that, you know, oh, don't go into worship. Jesus remembers what you did a year ago, which, you know, and so it's like, you know, this stuff that you've you've repented about and now you find yourself, you can't even get deep into the place of praise and worship because you're repenting for 30 to 40 minutes, you know, during that time. And that's where the enemy longs to keep you in this mindset of condemnation. Uh, but Romans 8, 1 says there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Listen, God sent Jesus in pure love, right? So that we could be restored and renewed into a friendship with him. Christ is quick to forgive. Like 1 John uh, 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. There's no sin that's too big for God to forgive, okay? Um, the unrenewed mind and the whispers of the enemy will tell us that we've messed up big time. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like God is wants to bring us into a place to where we're understanding the finished work of the cross. That if we confess our sins and within our hearts, right, that we're true to it, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I used to have a friend of mine. I would witness to him often, and he would say, Johnny, if I ever stepped foot in a church, that thing would burn down. That's what I always heard from him. And I was like, bud, man, it can't get worse in my life than coming to Jesus. And so, you know, I was able to kind of through a testimony share with him the goodness of God because that's what the Bible tells us, right? It tells us the kindness and the goodness of God leads men to repentance. If we're not sowing the kindness of God, if we're not sowing the goodness of God, how can we expect people to come into repentance? The Bible doesn't say that the judgment and the anger of God leads men to repentance. It says the kindness and goodness. So that's just a beautiful thing there. Um, quick scriptures, Titus 2.14 says that Jesus gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. So that's the beautiful thing about it is that the cross and Christ give us a way out of all these things that we could potentially be, you know, sinful in or, or, or um, you know, these mindsets of continuation of, of this carnality, like Jesus came so that we can be cleansed of all those things. Isaiah 30, 18, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up and show you compassion. Another part of God's heart is rising up, showing you compassion and being graceful to you. Uh, I'm going to close out with this because I think this is just one of my favorite things. But the Bible tells us this. In Romans 4, 7, and 8, it says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Listen to that. Joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of your sin. Your record. It's a singular record. It's not a multiple record, right? And knowing that you're forgiven and no longer a sinner, you have to understand there's a renewed record righteous mindset for you. You're not a sinner saved by grace, right? You, that that a, a lot of believers operate in that daily, day in and day out. You were a sinner saved by grace, but you are now a righteous son and daughter of God operating in the power, the grace, the mercy, the love of Jesus. What joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Guys, there is joy in knowing that you're forgiven. There is such joy. Jesus paid a, a, a a high price for you to come into a deep relationship with God. 
you can obtain joy that produces you to live in such a uh, like an advancing progressing life in God you never have to be sidelined or delayed or dead ended by the enemy in his mindset you know like that's what condemnation does condemnation keeps you guessing you know am I really forgiven am I really called to to, to be in God's uh, uh, family am I am I really called to this whatever it may be that's going to keep you in this delayed dead end mindset over and over and over again I believe that joy is one of the very things that can give us strength and knowledge that God has actually calling us into a deeper relationship with himself and always remember god made a way while we were yet sinners to be to be with us and so this is the beauty of the goodness of god is that while we were yet sinners god sent his son jesus to die on a cross for us he always had a plan to tear that veil and to be in relationship with you and that is the goodness of god so beloved thank you for for tuning in for listening I just wanted to drop a couple of nuggets to you and a testimony, but uh, God is so very good. We'll be coming in with some, with some more stuff day in and day out. Hopefully, to just kind of get you guys some more content, some discipleship stuff. And it's you know, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be able to sow into your life. Keep us in prayer over here at Destiny Church. We're praying for our city. We're praying for our region. We're praying for our state, our nation, uh, and the world ultimately. And we want to just continue to keep sowing in that, knowing that God is good and knowing that Jesus is truly cultivating this world for His return. But most of all, guys. Remember, day in and day out, do not allow the enemy to keep you sidelined, dead-ended, in a condemnation mindset. You are restored. You are renewed. You are God's. We love you so much. Thanks for listening.